This episode is brought to you by JLL. Get an insider view into the world of commercial real estate with JLL's podcast, Trends and Insights, the Future of Commercial Real Estate. Whether you're curious about making cities more sustainable, the evolution of office space, or AI opportunities, this podcast will help keep you a step ahead. Tune in for candid conversations with business leaders about the biggest trends impacting how we live, work, and play. Subscribe to Trends and Insights now at jll.com slash podcast. Not one single unit of affordable housing or rent geared to income housing has been built by City Hall for five years now. Not one shuffle has hit the ground. Nada, nothing, not one unit has been built. That's just not good enough. As your mayor, I will build through City Hall 25,000 units of rental housing using city land. Mm. It's doable. It's doable. It just never gets done. That'd be my tagline. It's doable. It just doesn't get done. Yes. That's Olivia Chow promising 25,000 houses. And uh, she knows that no affordable housing has been built in the city for over a decade. Not even under the uh, program housing called uh, Now Toronto Program. Not one shovel has gone into the ground since 2019. Uh, it's crazy. And then at the federal level, it's nothing better. The uh, cabinet... National Housing Strategy Act revealed, and I talked about it with Tom Korski the other day, that uh, it has constructed 106,000 homes since 2019. Now, they've got a, a law that, you know, they've enshrined the right to adequate housing by 2030. They say they'll, you know, they've got a demand for $3.5 million, $3.5 million homes that need to be built. And if we want to build them by 2030, at the federal level alone, they've got to build 440,000 homes. And so far since 2019, they've only built 106,000. So we get all these housing announcements from every level of government, and no one's delivering. So I base, so the way I look at these housing announcements, they're just announcing stuff that they were supposed to build a whole long time ago. And I don't know how they're going to catch up with all the other stuff, but uh, it's very clear no one delivers. Eric Lombardi, founder of More Neighbors in Toronto, looks at this uh, issue a lot. Good to have you, Eric. Thank you for having me, Alex. Always a pleasure. I don't know what it was about this particular week. This issue bugs me because I know, I mean, we we get the headlines, we don't get the housing. And it's very, very clear that over the last, you know, couple of decades, not one level of government has bothered to actually live up to the promises, which is why we're here. Yeah, it it absolutely is. And, you know, I think what governments are running into and what we run into in politics is, you know, politics and politicians they're there for the announcement, right? Mm. They get the media attention, they get the headline. Hey, it looks like we're doing good things. But the execution, people don't follow up on that. And you know, when we see in, in the housing issue and you know something that stumps politicians in general is that the math has to work. And our politicians, they've made the announcements, they're not willing to make the math work. And maybe that's about to change. How would it change, though? This is the thing. Like, what are they changing to get it built? Like, I get the sense. I get the sense that they're all desperate. I think they all know that the proverbial crap is hitting the fan. You know, Sats Canada coming out, you know, a few months ago saying, look, you got millions of people coming to Ontario alone and you've got nothing of the infrastructure prepared. So they, I think they realize now uh, that they're on their heels having to do something. The concern, though, Eric, is that they've done so little uh, other than make announcements that once we even get something built, we're still way behind because the demand's not going down. It, it's absolutely not going down and it's actually going to go up. And I think you know, one of the scary things is, you know, we actually have to double the rate 
of housing construction in this province just to meet the demands for population growth, nonetheless, to actually bring housing back into affordability. Mm -hmm. You know, the CMHC is saying nationally mm. that if we just look at the housing that we're building now over the next decade, we need to build a net additional on top of that 3.5 million new homes. So, you know, this is a enormous challenge and no, none of our political levels of government, especially the provinces of Ontario and BC have truly stepped up in the way that they can. Right. And, and I don't know why the federal government is in the housing business. I mean, maybe you can explain it to me. It's just, uh, I, I just, it's too high up. I mean, it should be really provincial, I think, and municipal jurisdiction. Um, and, and to the point that, you know, in 2020, they put aside $2.5 billion just at the federal level to expedite affordable housing. And in 12 months, uh, they only got 1,400 of the 10,000 approved units built. They're not good at building houses. So I don't know why the federal government's in it at all. Again, yet the promise is no housing. Um, but, but what would be the better way to getting this done, actually getting it done? Yeah. Well, so I think one of the things the federal government is trying to start pushing on is getting provinces and municipalities to change their land use planning. So right now, actually, today in Toronto, um, the city council is debating to legalize multiplexes citywide. Yeah. So for those who are listening, um, nothing more than a single family home is legal on more than 70% of the city's residential land. And so, you know, that is just the incremental allowance for people and property owners to be able to do slightly more with their properties to help alleviate the crisis. The federal government also has a lot of tax policy um, and regulatory policy here. So, no, they do need to be at the table. When you look actually at the cost of a new home in, in Toronto, for example, $250,000 of that net new home is taxes. And 40% of that is actually going to the federal government when only 7% of the infrastructure money comes back. So, you know, the federal government is kind of taxing housing like it's a sin right now. And so that's also where the federal government needs to kind of put up or shut up on helping address this crisis as well. You know, we've been getting a ton of transit announcements, like tons of apparently. Like, like we're getting so much transit from these mayoral candidates. And uh, I had someone on earlier on the show, Eric, and he said, none of it's getting done. They can't do it. They can't no. make these kinds of decisions and they don't have that kind of money. And I kind of look at it like we're getting all these housing announcements by all the candidates. It sounds fantastic. How much of this are we getting done? Because I don't actually buy any of it. And, and, and one of the things I think is important for us during this election is, it's one thing to promise, but can you deliver? And and I think we're lulling people into a false sense of hope that they're going to get this housing. And I'm still seeing another decade before any of this gets done, which is which is unacceptable, frankly. You're absolutely right. And if you look at the Housing Now TO program itself, you know the city is learning the hard way that its own rules and, and policies are you know a housing killer. So on all these uh, Housing Now TO sites, so city land that we've made available to build housing. They're trying to have all these product projects that adhere to the existing city policies and rules. And then what happens? They can't actually make the math on getting things built work. Right. And that's because they're trying to adhere to all the city policies, site regulations, zoning, built form rules, et cetera. And the city's own agency is now finding that it's not possible to build housing. And that's why a lot of private developers go through these long, arduous processes to change or get exemptions from city rules so that they can deliver market housing. And that's without that, that land donation that the city is giving itself. 
So, you know, the impetus for reforming the city's own rules that are a huge barrier is starting to become clear. Mm. And what our, our candidates for mayor aren't promising in, in a really real way is that reform. Because that reform is hard and some of it can be unpopular, yeah. right? Well, and yeah. so it's, it's harder to talk about how we make this work versus what, what number can I promise? What feels good? And we're still in that what feels good stage of this crisis and not how do we actually make the math work? Well, by the way, what is affordable housing now? Like what, what I don't even think when people hear affordable housing, what is it? Like what's the what the, what's the price point? Yeah. So when we talk about the housing crisis, there are kind of three crises. One is, you know, homelessness, shelter, that's deeply affordable. When we talk about affordable housing, it's considered more to be workforce housing. So we're we're talking family incomes of, you know, you know, eighty to a hundred thousand dollars, you know, someone who's a nurse or a teacher or, you know, uh, two social workers, et cetera, that we, we kind of have to have in our community. And in a lot of cases, you know, so we're, we're targeting these units to 80% of market rates, even though we're not actually controlling or addressing policy that keeps market rates down. Mm. So, yeah. you know, in a lot of ways, it's not what people think it is. It's not as affordable as people will think mm-hmm. it is. And it ends up being a lottery system where, you know, if you want to live in the city and you're not at a high income, you know, good luck on this lottery that could take up to 14 years or 20 years to win. So the situation is absurd. Um, and I, I think we're, you and your listeners are well aware of this absurdity. I, I just don't think our politics is aware of how absurd the situation is right now. I, I think they do. I just think that that we are so lulled into these uh, predatorial promises, which is like, we'll give you, you know, like the Oprah giveaway. And I'm like, okay, can you measure expectations at this point? I think all we're going to get is potholes filled. Um, at least then people could say, okay, I'll make other decisions in my life. Because I think there are a lot of people looking in the city going, I, I, if I wait a few more years, if I just wait a few more years, maybe it'll happen. And I don't, I don't see that kind of leadership anywhere. Yeah. I think the good news is, you know, you know, city planning is really starting to bring forward some reforms. Yeah. My fear is that council and, you know, some of the NIMBY voices yeah. that councillors listen to mm-hmm. will take what the city proposes and force them to water it down, basically neutering the potential of those reforms. And so we're moving away from an institutional problem in planning to it being a political barrier to actually seeing, you know, housing work in this province. And I actually think deprive a lot of homeowners a lot of optionality, especially as they get older, of what they can and can't do with their properties. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of people would really benefit from having that optionality and being able to participate in helping end up the crisis. Yeah, 100%. So it, you know, people in general in the city, as their attitudes change, I do believe the politics of this issue will change. And I think the people are ahead of where our politics are right now. Yeah, I, I definitely do. There's an very, very much anger yeah, that, that, that something gets done. So we're patient to a point, Eric. Patient to a point. Yes. All right, we will talk again, so I appreciate your time. Thanks. Thank you for having me on, Alex. Always a pleasure. Erica Lombardi, who's been fighting this issue for a long time, founder of uh, More Neighbors Toronto. So when you hear your candidate saying, I'm going to tear down the garden or we're going to build housing, just know (laughs) that's like 20 years at least before. And then then you've got to assume that there's going to be a U-turn in ideas. So it's it's a lofty, lofty promise. Expensive, too.